Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a Lyceum night. So the topic tonight is all about spiritualism, and it's coming to you live from the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church. We are um, evolving and doing different things uh, here at the church, which is absolutely wonderful. So uh, what is happening now, we are able to accommodate our mediums on site, which is absolutely brilliant. And our first guest is the lovely Arisha Pauline Weber. Arisha, hello Good darling. Hello darling. How are you? Very well. Are you enjoying your stay? I feel very spoiled. Do you? Yes. Oh, I'll have to do something about that. That'll stop tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so where I'm going to have all these wonderful mediums staying here with us, we're going to try doing live chats like this. I'm calling them the Chesterfield chats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, welcome, 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 everybody. Hello, Phil. How are you, sir? Up in wonderful London. There's plenty of people coming in. Welcome, everybody. And lovely to see you all. So, as I said, it's a Lyceum night. So we are talking about spiritualism and any of its many, many, many wonderful facets. So, Arisha, to begin with, your journey as a medium, how did that all? Mine um, wasn't a straightforward one. Uh, I always knew as a child, and my mother used to send me to stay with various relatives, and she admitted me in the, to me in the last year of her life. It was because I spooked her and knew too much as a child that <laughs> people shouldn't do. And I talked to dead people, and I talked to my nan. I thought it was quite normal, to be honest. Um, when I was about 18, I went to Exodus Spiritualist Church, and... Uh, I sat in something and I, a group or something, I can't quite remember what, and I gave a reading to this young man and I was so accurate, it frightened the laugh out of me. I said, I'm not doing this, I don't want to do it. So then I went to a service and the medium said, there's a little girl walking down the aisle. And I'm thinking, well, of course there's a little girl walking down the aisle. I can see her walking down. And I realised there was me and the medium on the platform watching this little girl. And I thought, Oh, I don't think I like this. <laughs> um, I came back into it later on. I'd always had an interest in spiritualism. I'd also always had an interest in theology. Um, and uh, I wandered off to paint in church one day with a friend. And it's a bit far. So I wandered back again, and she said, there's a little church in Newton Abbey. Should we go and try it? So I said, yes. So I went there, and I sat in a circle there for a while. Um, I sat in various other circles. I drifted, like one does, back to Exeter, sat in a circle there. I, at the moment, although we're not doing it at the moment, I sit in a circle on a Thursday normally with a lovely guy, from Steve, called Steve Watson, that moved down from Stansted, that used to run circles up there. So, yeah, oh. um, it's been quite an interesting journey. Lovely. So we do quite often hear from various talks that we've had over time, uh, a lot of mediums do report that it was there from childhood. Uh, and equally, though, a lot of people, it's just something that's evolved in later life. 
really uh, just quick shout out hello to everybody hello margaret susan mary tony hello again ashley reverend ashley how are you darling jeff and jackie nice to see you all if you do have any questions you want to put to arisha about anything to do with spiritualism so it could be your own development um something that's causing a bit of a conflict you know one person says this one person says that please you know we just like to all share knowledge and we don't say we are right but we can share quite a few years combined experience within spiritualism far too many to count <laughs> so we won't so we won't uh, I know Jeff, actually. He's, all right. He's a nice guy. Oh, good. Well, we only have nice people on our program. <laughs> Something really interesting uh, you said earlier on about the number of churches and centres in the Tall Bay area. Yes. So what was the total figure we came up with? Ten. Ten. Mm. Now, that, that is really something. I remember um, many years ago, there was suddenly this groundswell movement of mediums and various spiritual practitioners moving down to the southwest. I do remember that because at that time, mum and dad were running the church, and mum commented saying, "I don't want to go. I won't use all mum's language, but it was quite colourful." Um, <laughs> she said, "I don't know what's going on." She said, "Everyone's moving down to Cornwall and Devon," and I do remember that. So obviously that movement just sort of set that seed in place yeah. for all these places to open up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was saying earlier, um, although I live in Exeter, I am connected more with Newton Abbott Church now. Um, basically in Torbay, virtually every night of the week, there's something spiritual sometimes. And there's some things on the, in the afternoons as well. And Exeter's the same. They do something one afternoon a week. So virtually every day of the week, there's somewhere that you can go. Mm. I mean, our transport links are not very good, but most places you can get to by bus and things. And there's always something going on. Uh, there's there's about four four or five church services on a Sunday. A couple of, uh, one in the morning, the rest in the evening. But there's always somewhere to go to be with like-minded people. Brilliant. And does that sort of volume of events, is that seasonal? Uh, because obviously very big tourist area. Or is this a, a year-round? It's a, a year-round thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do get seasonal people. Yeah. And we're very lucky because people like to come to the West Country. So we very often get visiting mediums that are down on holiday right. and they contact us and say look I'm staying in Dawlish or Tynmouth or Torquay on such and such a month and you know given the which I have this year for Newton Abbott got mediums coming down in June from London um, I think one comes from Buckinghamshire but they're actually down on their holidays so they serve the church while they're local. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That's so interesting because we get uh, an awful lot of people watching our uh, broadcasts from Paul who come from the Scandinavian countries, Denmark, Sweden, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, 
it's it was always a big culture shock when we started doing these live talks and everything to learn that a lot of these countries don't have any spiritual yeah, churches right. yeah. or centers yeah. one of the big reasons <clears throat> spiritualism as a religion isn't recognized in many of these countries mm -hmm. so therefore if it's not a recognized religion ergo you cannot have a church I know the lovely Jack Eckhart, um, head of the Danish Spiritual Association, has been working really, really hard, mm -hmm. and he's just on the verge of it being actually coming into being. Yeah. Where in Denmark, spiritualism will be a recognised religion, therefore you can have spiritualist churches there. Mm. So, um, yeah, we we aren't. We're very lucky. I've got some friends from Germany and they are in the same position. Yeah. Um, it's acceptable to work there as a homeopath, but a spiritualist is not really acceptable. Um, we're really, really lucky and we should we should celebrate the freedom that we've got to be able to follow this way of life. Yeah. And to follow spiritualism in our own ways. And value it. And value it. As well. You know, it's not a um, hunting ground for the entitled. You know, if, if you're running a church or a centre, you open your doors to everybody. Yes. And you always try and reach for the highest and the best. And you try to give back as much as you receive mm -hmm. as well. Um, I know you mentioned Germany there. One of uh, one of our wonderful speakers was talking about went to a demonstration of mediumship and sent a photo, and it's a magnificent uh, castle type building in the middle of nowhere. And I went, "Wow, what a venue! Is that like the spiritual centre?" He said, "No. When we do these things, because it's not allowed, mm -hmm. we have to go out somewhere." quite remote and isolated to be able to, to be able to do our work and I was like, oh my god you know and I mean now uh, I was a bit shy like a lot of people in my early days but now if somebody shy. says shy yeah. you too yes. <laughs> uh, now if somebody asks me and I I say I'm a spiritualist it's on my medical records for the hospital and everything else but I remember when I was younger and I put it down on uh, my hospital records and I had a lady in the opposite bed that was being discharged that turned up at visiting our time every day for the next seven days with uh, prayer books and Bibles to save me from this terrible thing. And I couldn't get out of bed at the time. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's lovely just to be able to say, yes, this is what I am. This is what I do. And I don't, all the spiritualist churches, as far as I know, are open to everybody, no matter what creed or religion they come from. Yeah. They are welcome through the doors. That is a very key point, the welcome through the doors. Mm. Um, as a working medium, and I'm sure you probably experienced similar you go to some places and it's absolutely wonderful it's like a homecoming mm -hmm. and then you go to other places and you think do you want to come back here yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody stands there in a huddle with their arms folded 
and sort of like talking to yourself to how your tone and you just think hello <laughs> I, I don't want a fanfare but a simple hello and certainly a cup of tea I, would be I, lovely yeah personally <laughs> my own view and we, i know we practice it in the other and i know we practice it here at paul is whoever's on the door makes everybody welcome as they come through everybody that comes through our doors is acknowledged everybody is made welcome and that's as it should be I mean, if you're going to a spiritualist church or anyway for the first time, you're apprehensive, you're nervous. And if somebody gives you a nice welcome, even a cup of tea or but just a welcome and a smile, it makes a world of difference to whether you want to be there or not. It does. It does. And also, you know, we've got to remember in our churches and centres quite often when people are walking through those doors for the first time. All right. Yeah, there is the curiosity value. We do get people curious about it, and especially now since um, the COVID era, because mm. our own sense of mortality has been challenged. Yes. And it's made people go, well, actually, what is this life all about? But often people are coming into our church because they, they want some sort of assistance for whatever, wherever they are, emotionally, yeah. um, you know, maybe physically, but more than likely emotionally. And they just want that point of contact. They want somebody to just to be there and say hello. And it's so valuable. That. It's just so valuable. You know, and if somebody's coming in through bereavement, which a lot of people do, they want some form of comfort. They want some form of welcome. They, some of them desperately need some form of belonging because they feel so adrift. Yeah. And if you can give them that welcome, they might have only come in the first time for a message or in the hopes. But as time goes on, I very often find they start to come regularly and then the, they listen to the philosophy, they listen to what the spiritualist movement is about. And you actually watch those people grow. And it's, it's wonderful. You preempted me there, you little minx. <laughs> Because I was just about to say to you, you know, what does spiritualism give you? Uh, and I think you pretty well answered that as well. And it's true. And everybody out there who's got any part of being with your volunteer, president, does not matter. Everybody on the team is equally as important um, about the running of our churches and centres. And it is, it is seeing people finding something. Yeah. In my business life, one of my incarnations in this lifetime, um, I was a trainer and I went up through the levels to the old DS32 and things like that. And I used to love it when I had a trainee and they got it. You yeah. saw that, ah, I've got it, you know, mm. and I used to love that. Yes. And yeah. it's the same with the church yeah. and the actual philosophy of spiritualism you know moving away from the evidential message which is very very important part of our belief system um but the actual underpinning knowledge about a life spiritual uh and through the philosophy through the addresses starting to learn a bit of the history of spiritualism yeah uh what a great motivator it's been there's some great figureheads yes there are and um, it is it's just such a, a beautiful but it, it's 
we've just got to let that unfoldment happen because we're all human and we all you know we've all got an agenda we've all got a timeline one of the basic things about spiritualism is getting that knowledge that we live forever so everything you do in this lifetime is part of you forever yes so all right you may not suddenly jump up on the on the platform and be the leading light medium of the area you may not be the most wonderful healer but you've started on that path you started bringing that into your energy and once you start doing that you know whatever if you're in this life the life between lives or wherever that is there with you and that is just brilliant and i mean one of the things i talked about with people earlier today was when we come into this movement and we come in and we do we're accepted into a circle we sit in a circle for a reason that we're all connected part of spirit we're all connected to each other but there's no medium better or worse than anybody else mm. every medium works with the gifts of god so yeah we all make mistakes and sometimes we don't always get it right but the point is as long as it's done with the intention to serve spirit not for self-gain not for ego and not for somebody to stand up there and say oh i'm the best you need to pay 30 pounds book me mm. for a ticket to come and see me um i understand money needs to change hands people need to earn a living especially younger people but it's got to it's all about your intention why are you doing this yep and um, it was always when i started off on my development path and it was always this phrase about being of service yeah. and again when you first come into anything new you can hear words and the trouble is sometimes words their energies get a little bit misconstrued yes uh, and most certainly before pre-covid one of the big issues of the world anybody who was in service uh any of the service industries were all immediately bunched into being servile and of a lot you know they are oh they're paid to do that they'll look after that they'll take that away from me they'll bring me my food you know and so when in spiritualism when we used to talk about being of service to people there was with a fair few people a little bit of a block of that word yeah um thankfully uh one of the things of this time is there's much much greater awareness that you know we are all linked everybody yeah. us here tonight sat in paul yeah. aborigines sat in australia maori wherever we're all linked it's undeniable fact and none of us are greater and none of us are lesser than each other we all have our gifts and we'll go into that a little bit more in depth in a minute we all have our gifts and abilities and spiritualism is one of the few um it is a recognized religion but it's a way of life or it's a philosophy or it's an understanding whatever your mindset takes to that's absolutely fine that actually encourages this you know we don't tell people you must do this you must do that you mustn't do this we actually say to people find yourself 
yeah you know yeah use your spirituality understand you know the basic spiritual and the natural laws what you put out comes back to you uh how you treat you know how you treat yourself is how you treat other people and all those little nuances that gradually come into it but you can be whatever you're going to be and whatever you're going to be should be absolutely glorious if you're going to be the best homemaker in the world be the best homemaker in the world yeah if you're going to be the best uh healer in the world be the best healer in the world it, it empowers people it really does you're very quiet start talking so i have to poke you yeah i think it's really important it, it's not that you want to be better than anybody else you just want to be better than you were yesterday be yourself the other thing is um we talk about love and we talk about light and loving other people but to be able to really relate to spirit and to other people we've got to like and love ourselves first mm. you've got got to get up in the morning and look in that mirror and love that person that's looking back my mirror's haunted there's an old lady in there i don't know who she is <laughs> i'm sure she's not there. But, I've got a 21 year old in my mirror looks back at me every morning <laughs> but you need self-love is equally important self-time is important taking time out for yourself we say we take time out but we don't really we sit down for half an hour and then our minds thinking oh I've got to do this for that person I've got to do this for that place or I've got to do the dishes I've got to phone somebody so you're not really taking time out for yourself even though you're sitting we all need that time even if it's only 10 minutes a day or even five minutes of quality time for yourself of just sitting and being you and being there for yourself gives you the energy and the power then to help everybody else around you yeah very true very true just looking down the list of names in the room tonight so hello and welcome everybody uh i noticed there are a couple of mediums in the room tonight there's a couple of healers in the room tonight that i am aware of however the majority of people to my knowledge are not how do i put this you know we we do have this thing in spiritualism oh they're a medium or oh, they're a healer and it, it just seems to be stuck in those two categories. You know, if, you, if you're going to be a medium or you're going to be a healer, but there's the multitude of people are not in those categories of going to be an evidential medium or going to be a healer, but they are equally, if not more so, important uh, and need that nurturing and that encouragement to understand a little bit more about you know the world outside that door tonight yeah and i think a lot of people come in and yeah a lot of people sit sit in circle and don't move forward in some people's eyes but what they're doing is self-development and that should never ever be looked down on self-development is the most important thing we can do for ourselves and if that is what is right for that person that they come into a circle and it's just about their own development and their own growth that should be encouraged as well definitely definitely 
because there's many people out there. We've got a um, hospice in Paul, a uh, beautiful place. And my father's last days was the time when I uh, had involvement with this hospice. The guy that ran it, do you know what? He was the best medium in the world. Now, when I say medium, I do not mean he was sat there giving messages and evidence. He just spoke to people coming in at that awful, awful, awful time. Not only the person that was going through the transition, but more importantly, the family. And speaking to him, and after two or three minutes, you were perfectly at peace. You understood the process. You understood the potential outcomes. Mm -hmm. You understood that if there was anything at all you needed, he would be there and answer it, or one of the colleagues would be there. And I thought, do you know what? This is beautiful. You know, I would give up. You know, if I were, you know, the number one medium in the world, I'm only number two at the moment. All right, so forgive me. Anyway, I'm joking. <laughs> if I were the number one medium in the world of going out and doing centres and big stages and all that, I would give that up in an instant to do the mediumship that this guy gets. Yeah, and I do think... Yeah, a lot of people do come in, and they do come in for messages initially, and that is what they come for. I do the clairvoyant evenings, but I must admit, my favourite is the divine service, because I love the philosophy, I love the reading, um, and even to listen to somebody else, you know, especially for me, to listen to somebody else's reading and philosophy, I always come out feeling I've learned something new there. Or if I haven't learned something, I've been reminded of something that I should be doing, but perhaps I haven't been doing recently. It gone gone by the by because my life was busy. And also with the healing, I actually said to somebody today, come in for healing. Come into the church and have healing. I don't think it's going to wave a magic wand and change your whole life. But the peace that that 10 minutes or so of healing could give her will give her the strength and the courage to then tackle the rest of her life. The, that There's a very interesting sub-thought going on there because uh, especially when you start talking about healing, some people, you know, it's, it's not missile, please don't get me in that energy at all, but some people just want to sit there and somebody lay their hands on them and whatever it is that besets them takes it away. And then when it doesn't, it's sort of like, well, that didn't work, did it? Everything we do when we're working with spirit on whatever level, yeah, where we're doing the evidential mediumship, our philosophy, our trance work, our healing, whatever it is with spirit relies on that interaction between us here in the corporeal, I'm not having any more of those. That's deadly drink. That's a bad, bad drink. Uh, <laughs> it's very nice. It's lovely. Anyway, it relies on that uh, interaction between us and those who have not got a body. There we go. That's probably a, a decent way of explaining it. Mm. Um, we, we don't sit there. We, we are not a passive 
movement by any means. And that energy has got to be always given back out. You know, you sometimes see maybe in um, a dem or a certain people are just sat there not giving anything out. Uh, and it's, it seems to have got worse in some respects since COVID mm -hmm. uh, that people are quite reluctant on answering up. You've got to engage with the spirit wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If you're working with spirit, you've really got to engage on whatever level that you can achieve at the time. All right. And that's not being a dismissive thing. We all started somewhere. And being open to that and going, okay, I'm going to have healing. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to try and clear my mind. Um, and I'm going to try and benefit from this. Yeah. And it, the cumulative effect. The same with the philosophy. You know, once you start developing your own philosophy, you can sit there yourself and be your own medium with spirit and just say, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? You know, does that? something there doesn't feel right and somehow that message will get over mm -hmm. somehow when you see trance media i do take my hat off to trance mediums we've got mm -hmm. some beautiful trance mediums yes. in this area and you hear the words of spirit and you never hear the same words no there's always a slight difference of opinion mm -hmm. on a subject but it's never put over as what has come into our culture at this time of I'm right and you're wrong. I have never heard a spirit say that. No, and I think the wonderful thing about our movement is the fact that we allow the people to have freedom of choice. Mm -hmm. We accept that people have got free will and people can change things. They, you know, we can give a reading and spirit can give advice. But as human beings, we've got the right not to follow that advice mm. uh, and to change the direction we go in if we so wish. Very true. But it is all about engagement, and it's all about engagement on so many levels. I try here at Paul to get the congregation to interact. You know, just in the pre-service amble, I would say, listen, you're not here to watch us on the platform. You are here creating this service. You are the service today. Your energy is making this a unique meeting of the two worlds. And the more you put into it, the more will come back to you. But please don't just sit there going, because guess what? On the other side, I don't know if they sit there going like that or they just go, well, this is dull. What's on the other channel? <laughs> As I said at the beginning, I, I'm basically at Newton Abbot Church. One of the things I love there, our president, Ricky Whitemore, will always stand up at this service and say to the congregation, you are the church. Yeah. You are what makes the church. And you are the reason we are here. Yes, we do have a beautiful building, bit chunky sometimes, I suppose, in corners, <laughs> like all churches. But Newton Abbott has got a beautiful garden and it's got, it is a very, very pretty church. But the emphasis on, not on the building, not on the garden, the emphasis on the people that come through the door that make the church. And I think we need to remember that. 
Very, very much so. Very much so. And each service should be that unique celebration in my mind. Yes. Because it is unique. Because each and every person sat there has brought in that energy of their time. A lot of people, even though, you know, we've got free will. Uh, <laughs> those of you uh, on the spiritual path, like me, maybe you really? Have we? Really? Did we really sign up for yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> when you say free will, does that mean you can do it now or you can do it tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and each and every service is a, is a unique celebration. You know, what greater truth is there to bring to people that life is continuous? That when this side, this phase, this part of our continual life on the continual path to progression has come to its natural end, the true us, the essence of us is there and will continue. That is absolutely earth-shattering. And through, when you have a, an evidential medium who has really worked with their craft and really fortunately strong and really, thank you, really, <laughs> really able to provide that cinching evidence, that should be life-changing. And this is sometimes a bit of the... Um, frustration is probably the wrong word, but sometimes, you know, you, somebody will have the most beautiful message in the world with such high quality evidence. And then three weeks later, they're back looking for another message. Mm. And you're just like, oh. But do you think there actually shows uh maybe a fail well not a failing we don't fail because i do some somebody we never fail no we just learn so do you think there that shows maybe there is more opportunity to sort of like starting not just circles for developing your mediumship circles to develop yourself bringing your own self-awareness your own um spiritual yeah. presence understanding the thing you know Again, tonight is a Lyceum night, so it is about this learning and engaging with people. So the online version works very well. However, we are seeing now that whilst the restrictions are relaxed in the UK, people are tending to want more and more of the physical contact, which is great, which is beautiful and wonderful. What are your thoughts then about, you know, instead of just... You have an open circle. Yes what are stop it things are moving up here tonight and it's really annoying they're being ever so naughty um your open circle what is sort of like the energy of that what is what what do you create that for um our open circle you know is to bring people in and just give them a little taste of what it's like to work with the spirit world and in what context we do lots of no when you work with the spirit world so what context would that be as an evidential medium or no. a philosopher or the, just the open me? circle is a taster and there'll be a little bit of philosophy a little bit of meditation 
a little bit of all of it. Okay. Yeah. Whereas my close circle, uh, they are working towards their mediumship. Yeah. And a lot of my close circle, and a lot of it is geared to people that want to go on to become mediums. But at the same time, I have people in that circle that come every week, thoroughly enjoy it, and they come for their own personal development. Brilliant. I know Brilliant. they're not going to be go on to be mediums, uh, but it's their own personal development and their enjoyment and their love of spirit. We also have, on a different night, we have what we call a meditation circle mm. where people go solely for that for, for the meditation and for their own development and it's very calm it's peaceful and it's quiet <coughs> and that again for some people it gives them time out um if we have really busy lives now and like i said we don't take time for ourselves mm. but when you come into that circle and that door's locked that time in that circle is solely your time with spirit. It's nothing to do with the goings on of the day, what's going on with the kids or the husband or whether you forgot to get a loaf of bread in whatever supermarket. That time is solely and totally your time with spirit. And that is so, so important that we do that. Because yeah. I think we, we forget that. The other thing I talked about today earlier on was... If you're going to a coffee with a friend, you make an appointment and you go. And you have that coffee and it's by mutual arrangement. Well, if you've turned around and put out the thought that you're going to go to a spiritualist church and your relatives turn up, there's no point sitting there with your arms folded with a face that looks... Your relatives have turned up because, in effect, you've made an appointment with yeah. them and you've made an appointment with spirit. And I always believe as well, one of the things I would stress when I'm teaching, you say please and thank you as you would to anybody else. You invite the spirit world in to work with you. And when you get to the end of whatever you're doing, you thank them for working with you. Because that is what you would do, I would do to Laurie or him to me if we were working together. She well, can't say thank you all weekend. Don't tell that. <laughs> but, you know, these things, they're really important. They are hugely, and it, going on that route where you uh, are currently, it's about recognizing that spirit is intelligence. Yes. Um, I've often said, you know, some people's perception, when they talk about spirit, it's a bit like having a balloon on a string at the end of your life. Oh, spirit said this. Well, what spirit? Um, you know, engage with the spirit. But going back to the original thing, you know, would there be something, and I'm trying to formulate it in my mind, so this may take all night, folks. Um, I'm just trying to formulate this in my mind about that self-development mm. uh, and sort of like how could we maybe take different approaches as structure? Would it take the form of say having uh once in a set period of time tonight's topic we're going to debate so and so tonight's topic so tonight we're going to debate philosophy next week we're going to debate 
spirituality in our lives. Next, yeah? We, we need to do things like that. But the thing is with spiritualism, what we need to do is practice what we preach, basically. Mm -hmm. We need to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Ooh, are I you think, saying that? <laughs> and I think, in all fairness, most of the people I come into contact with really try to do that. But it's no good sitting there and saying, hmm, well, I'm a spiritualist, but, you know, I'm going to bash that person out the way with me trolley. We all make mistakes, and it is hard. You know, and if somebody's bashed me with me trolley, I don't always achieve it, but I try to think maybe they've got something going on in their lives I don't know right. nothing about, and they just didn't see me. Yeah, it's not always easy, but we need we need to be more open. Although it's more open now, we still need to be more open about it, to talk about it. I'm not saying we should go around knocking on doors. I don't advocate that. I don't like anybody knocking on my door. Well, I don't know. You, you turn up. <laughs> yeah. I, I apologise now, people. You know, knock on the door and you open it and go, the person on the other side, hello, I've got your mother here. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right approach. That is definitely not the right approach. <laughs> but we do need to be more open about it. I'm not having any and, more of those. No. And <laughs> perhaps in a way we ought to take the mystery out of it a little bit. That's a good point. One of the things are... That is a good point. Spiritualism is very, very easy to follow. Mm. There's nothing difficult about it. But when you start putting in... Yes, we've got to have rules. We, we, as human beings, we need rules. Um, we'd all like to live in peace and harmony, but some of us are not very good at it sometimes. I think a lot of people get bored with it, quite yeah. frankly. It's just general I've, energy I pick up on. I've lost my words now. <laughs> I completely lost my words. I've gone. Oh, I'm sorry. We're happy. <laughs> but, yeah, we need to be more open about spiritualism and the fact, like, I don't know, I think of Paul, there's a lot of I saw a lot of different faces this weekend to what I saw last time. And I know at Newton Abbott, we're having a lot of younger people through the door. Yeah. And that is another consideration. It's all very well, I've been a medium for the last 50 years. But if we don't encourage the new people and help them on their path and be kind to them so that they want to do it and help them and support them, the movement are closed because there's nobody to carry it on. Right. <clears throat> no, I feel that's a really valid point as well. The energy in the main, uh, to me, because I was involved in spiritual at an early age, and the battle cry then is, oh, we've, we've got to get the youngsters in, otherwise we'll die off. And today, it's... you can hear the same battle cry, but the minute you change anything, you know, it's, <gasps> it's all totally wrong. No. So, but I, one of the, things with these many many talks uh, online not only us here at Paul many other places many other mediums many other philosophers and all that have taken to this online with the new public access mm. uh, and being able to talk and stimulate your mind and stimulate growth and talk about and we never did that in our churches no. we either made you a medium made you a healer or that was it yes I never actually, you know, if you weren't into one of those grooves, I won't say you were neglected, but you, the information flow wasn't there. No. I'm not blowing my trumpet. I never do. 
But one of the things I love doing, and I get banned from many churches doing this, <laughs> I don't listen by. Um, when we come to the philosophy, I always encourage people in the congregation to ask questions mm. on things. And I have found now in this era, in this time, people are actually much more engaging in asking a question. It's always the same thing. Getting the first question out is sometimes really difficult. But if you're using your mediumship properly, you can go to somebody and say, you've got something you need to ask, and it will prompt that question. And then it's like opening the floodgates. And people go out actually engaged with themselves, with other people, and with our movement and what we're about. Actually, that was one of the things, because at Newton Abbott before Christmas, we had our centenary. 100 years of the first spiritualist service in Newton Abbott. And on our Sunday afternoon, we had three people on a panel. Uh, one lady was 91. Ricky got a rocket for saying she was 92, and she isn't quite fat. <laughs> uh, we had a gentleman who's a very, very experienced medium. We actually had Ricky's mum, who used to run Newton Abbott Church some years ago. And the feedback from that was absolutely wonderful because these three people talked about their journey, talked about their life in spiritualism, but then spent the rest of the time ask, answering the questions of the people in the congregation. And the feedback for that was amazing. I, I think these sort of sessions uh, could make a very huge valued contribution to our movement mm. um you know you could probably even if you just did it once a month in whatever i mean talking to bay earlier on 10 10, 10 churches and centers well each if each one of them did one a month you know what a platform for people to ask questions yeah. and ask questions of people who are going to sensibly guide them Mm -hmm. uh on that journey to find the answer yeah and that's what spirit want for us yeah you know this is what they they want to engage with us they want us to uh interact with them they want to they want us to be happy and, uh, yeah. <laughs> such a... and our findings um as well in the spiritualist churches the ones i have knowledge of anyway there's more interaction with people when people come in, they come in for circles, they come in for services. There's much, much more interaction. Um, you know, I know years ago people sat for 10 years before they got up and blackboard, and they sat in circles where they weren't allowed to speak for years. Mm -hmm. They just sat. Um, but we live in a different world now, and we have to work with the world we've got. But I think that interaction between the teachers and students, the mediums, the congregation, healers and congregation, I think is wonderful now. Yeah. Wonderful. And I, I, I feel there would be great benefits uh, if more churches and centres actually looked at this aspect and went, do you know what? We're doing no disrespect, people. We're, we're doing the same format week in, week out. We actually need a change. We need to shape this energy up a bit. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make that the last Sunday of the month question and answer time. Mm. 
uh, we're going to make one Sunday a month purely healing and just bring in different aspects and to be brave enough to do it. I know there's people in the room tonight, lovely Ashley, Reverend Ashley. Uh, I've got the privilege of going down to her church uh, in the next couple of weeks. In fact, a week, yeah, a week tomorrow I'm down there and leading the healing service. Uh, how, what a joy that is, you know, that everybody is there on and about healing. And it's not about the message, you know. No, I think it's very important. Yeah. Uh, at least once or twice a year, minimum, that you should have a healing service every so often. You know, I'm, I'm going to be contentious and say nuts to once or twice a year, once a month. You know, what healing in our churches. Hello, lovely Jack. Yes, hello, Jack. You just missed, I was bigging you up earlier on, sir, so you missed that. You'll have to watch it on replay. Um, healers in our movement, I always think, get a little bit of a bum deal, quite yeah. frankly. I really do that the healers tend to get that bum deal of, um, if we look at it from a financial point of view, because we all live by finances, all right? Yeah. I do understand the energies of you shouldn't pay for this and you should do that for free. I get that, that's fine. Churches, centres, whatever, employ a medium to give a service for a fee, all right? That's, that's the way it works. That's it? Well, bloody going down Newton Abbott then. <laughs> <laughs> However, when it comes to the healers, the healers have to pay for their course and pay for their insurance in order to go to the church and practice their mediumship. And I was saying, hang on a minute. That's a bit unbalanced. Yeah. You know, and, so um And yeah. let's face it, healing is a very pure form of mediumship. Healing when you get I'm going to big up Paul Church here because I am just so proud of our healing team. I, they they make me want to cry, and in a good way. <laughs> they are awesome. They are and such a wide range of people. And we've got our healing development night on this Monday. And I know, it's again, it's just going to be magnificent because yeah. it is that energy, that devotion to just giving yeah. is so paramount. Hand over to our lovely online viewers, Julie Caswell. Hello, Julie. How are you, darling? I would love to be in a circle with different subjects. Our friendship club at Wimbledon is along that line. We try to cover different subjects. Yes, I've been a guest on your friendship club, and it is good. And as I say, this is one of the things, you know, none of us wanted to be in this era. All right? That's, that is a, a, a given fact none of us wanted to live in a world with covid however we are and similar to you know the old saying about wartime spirit nobody wanted to be in a war but they made the best of where they are and it's the same in this era nobody wants to be here but we are so people look for the bright side of things and this is, we are engaging people more on a totally new level that was never there before. And like anything, there's going to be teething problems. You know, there are going to be um, a lot of things we can do now online. Yeah. I 
just because we can do it online doesn't actually mean we have to do it online. It's, it's purely down to personal choice, and this will go on for a number of years, yeah. sorting out. Um, but yet, people are beginning to access more knowledge. People are beginning to have their own personal growth stimulated. Uh, because there's nothing better, is there, than when you sat there with a thought going through your head for the last few years or something and never dared say it because, oh, it's going to sound stupid. You know, how many times you hear that? It's just like nothing is stupid. Well, no, there are some things that are stupid, but no. <laughs> we won't go there. But isn't it wonderful, again, that we've got the free will to study spiritualism and explore every aspect of it with that freedom. We haven't got the dogma of the conventional churches where this is what you do, this is what time you do it, this is how you pray, this is how you speak to God or to spirit. We have that freedom to do it our way and to communicate we are what we are we are as spirit made us or as god made us whichever way you like to look at it but we are what we are and we've got to work with what we've got indeed and we don't have that oppression in the spiritualist church there is so so much freedom to educate yourself move forward there's a wealth of books out there there's a wealth of things online there's a wealth of churches and centers we are so so lucky yeah. we should be grateful for for what we've got because we are very very lucky and as i say at this time now we have that opportunity um in our churches and centers to engage on these different levels you know not to make it this no disrespect it was a bit of a one-trick pony you know I'd, i've been a visiting medium sat there um so i've gone through the whole process of i've taken the book in keep my diary up to date remember you know next week i'm traveling to here xyz do the service go in there pre-service nerve setting uh you get up there and you really reach down deep in your heart for the prayer and you found a reading of substance and you've linked in and you've given the philosophical address and you've really felt, you know, the support there from the spirit world. And then you get the line of, well, now the bit we've all been waiting for, the mediumship. Do you know what that does to a medium of any, you know, of any sort of integrity? It's like a slap in the face. Yeah. It really is. Because you, this stuff doesn't just happen. Every time we work, it's a culmination of years of practice, of training. It is not something, you know, you just sat there watching the telly and then suddenly go, oh, do you know what? I can just come out with a bit of philosophy. You really put your heart and soul into it. So, you know, I'd love to see now more with churches and centres, and especially that geographical area you just highlighted. You've got 10 venues there. And so you have got so much scope in that one small area to do something different. And the wonderful thing is it about it is um whichever one you go in most of them have a good congregation That's when you go brilliant. in which is lovely um but i must admit again i go back to the fact that i love the divine service because i love the philosophy i love to listen to really good philosophy um 
I like to listen to a reading and I like to listen to a reading and the philosophy to follow on and elaborate on that. Yep. I feel it's so, so important. And generally it's quite ironic because you do you sort out your reading at home, you ask spirit for help with your philosophy, and sometimes you get to the church and whatever songs they're playing in the yeah. church tying totally yeah. with your reading and your philosophy. Now how clever is that? I, I love it. I yeah. love it when that happens. Yeah, and spirit has got to have a hand in that. Very much so. We've got the lovely Jan Wallace just saying she was 14 years old when you first went into a spiritualist church. She was she was one of those young people now. I'm 60. <laughs> snap, Jan. <laughs> Absolutely snap. Lovely Jack. Uh great pleasure, actually. In June, Jack will be sat here. Jack will be doing a Chesterfield chat. How beautiful is that? That would be really lovely because Jack he's, is a very nice person. He's probably sat there now typing out, I'm so sorry I can't come in June now. <laughs> so, Julie, what are you saying there, my darling? Because of lockdown, our family have ended up having a weekly home circle, something I would never have imagined happening. You know what, uh, Julie, that's interesting on a couple of levels. Interesting because, yes, we have had to adapt how we approach our spirituality and our spiritualism, but also um, talking with other people within the movement. Um, there is this energy that's going around now about getting back to basics yeah. with stuff. And home circles were always very important. Yeah. And they have gone by the by in recent years. Um, I did a lot of my learning in home circles. And it's it's a lovely place to do it because it's a lovely, safe environment to progress in. It's also, like everything else, you make mistakes. And if you, it's better to make a mistake in a home circle than up on the platform. <laughs> but it's just a lovely place to learn, lovely and safe. Jamie's saying something. Like I know, yeah. Jamie yeah. Elwood keeps trying to poach my mediums. He's a little monkey. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Lovely Jamie. Who are, I have the great pleasure. I will be down at Jamie's Church in Exeter in a week on Thursday. No, a week on Friday. How exciting is that? So just curiously, what format do you have for a healing service and when do you do the healing? Many thanks. Great question. Do you know what? There is no set format. That's right. Uh, you adjust it to wherever you are and whatever you do. And never forget to involve spirit. You know, uh, never forget to say to them upstairs, how do you want this done then? Or what do you think of that? Our format here at Paul for the healing services, we have two now a month on a Wednesday afternoon. We have two healing circles in the evening on the other weeks. So every week there is a dedicated healing time. Our healing services are opening introduction, uh, opening prayer, 
we sometimes have a guest who practice some form of healing, be it sound healing, meditative healing, uh, shamanic healing, all different types of healing, because they're all under that banner of healing. So they may give a little talk and a little guided meditation using whatever they have uh, brought along. We had one the other day, and it was a shamanic one, and it was using rain sticks. So this chat was saying how these rain sticks are made and using them and letting people play and listen to them. I need a short meditation, finish. So the actual service side is nothing like we have become accustomed to a service. Uh, that's the presentation. And then we hand over to the church healers. Well, we are getting on average 35, 40 people attending our healing services. You know, because it was a big gamble. I'm thinking, I'm, I might have gone one step too far this time. But I always say, do you know what? We're going to try these things. If you end up and there's nobody in, and then next week there's nobody in, okay, guess what? Change it. Don't throw it away. Change it. Because I see some places who are, have got wonderful concepts of uh, evenings, and because of falling numbers they've just been thrown to one side and i think that's really sad because i just think the actual framework to me is beautiful mm. why is it not working with you is it the people you've got presenting it is it your marketing is it where you advertise is it whatever but look at it don't throw these things away and never be afraid to tweak Never be afraid. Well, do you know what? Actually, they're quite like a hymn in there. You know, we do, we do, uh, um, we do sometimes uh, maybe pay a little bit too much heed to the more vocal people within our churches. Yes, that's very true. And often you find that the very vocal people are probably about 5% of your main congregation, but they're the one, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I'm not being disrespectful. It does happen. Anybody involved in the running of a church or a centre, I'm 99% sure you would agree with me. that and we do tend to put too much focus on people who don't like things, or we don't get that balance. You know, if I've got the whole congregation going, we don't like this, well, okay, that's fine. The people have spoken. But if I've got 40 people in the church and three people say, we don't like that, I'm not going to rush out and change everything. Yeah. I will try and encourage these people along the journey with us and talk to them and give them that time and just say, listen, you can see how many people are coming in. You see how many people are benefit." You see the growth in the church itself, the more energy is coming in and everything. You know, why, what is, what is your issue with that? But often, 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 uh, the vocal ones will outweigh the non-vocal and that's sad. So Jamie, whatever format you want, my friend, uh, you are a very intelligent man and I'm sure that you can put together a beautiful, beautiful healing service i'm sure it can and use those healing mediums somebody to talk 
we had a, I took one the other week and I was talking about spiritual healing and then did questions and answers on that. And do you know what? That, everybody went, I'm not blowing my trumpet. They all went out and said, that was really good because it got rid of some of the mists of things. And we had a really, you know, one of the perennial questions about healing. Why is it frowned upon for a healer to give a message? And the discussion that arose from that, it's really good. But I would, you know, I would say to people, try these things, you know, and just embrace them and don't be afraid to tweak and weigh up the response. You know, give the response equal measure either side, you know, uh, and take it from there. They're your churches, they're your centres, and you're not there by accident. You are meant to be there. Yes. All right? So trust in that. You are meant to be there. You have the opportunity to do whatever you want to do. Embrace that. So, uh, yeah. And it's lovely to speak to you, Jamie. And I'm so sorry I was rude on the phone to you earlier when you phoned Arisha. <laughs> he didn't know He's she was... He's not sorry at all. No, it was like... Fiona Parry Dodd. Hi, oh, Fiona. Uh, yes, not perhaps, Jamie. We shall. All right, wonderful. Jamie, I'll bring you up for one of Laurie's family services sometime. Provided we come in my car. Well, what's that then? No, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fiona, thank you, darling. Laurie, you are a change maker at Paul, and it's refreshing and magical to witness the healing benefits rippling out. Hello, lovely Arisha, loving the yellow flower on your dress. Oh, bless her. No, it's mustard. She was eating hot dogs. Messy. It's eater. what Laurie's been feeding awful. me. <laughs> well, at least he's fed me since we've been here. Yeah. <laughs> lovely meal last night. Adds to smart fries as well. Lots of Anyway, people, I hope that um, there's been some stimulating thoughts there. They hope you know take away things, you know. And we don't all have to agree. This is the beauty of yes. our world that we don't all have to agree. But what I would prefer is that we don't all have to jump on diatribe over debate you know if we don't agree with something debate it well mm. actually i think you know i feel this and we should be growing up enough you know arisha you think so and so yeah well to me i feel like that and even if you can't reach that balance you've expressed yourself you've allowed your energy forward you've allowed your voice to be heard but you haven't got anybody saying, well, no, actually, you're totally wrong, Arisha. That is an absolute load of horse. I, 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 I've got a theory that the only person that says something wrong, it's like all the paths up the mountain lead to the top. And the only one that's wrong is the idiot running around the bottom telling everybody else which one they should be taking. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Anyway, wonderful, wonderful, lovely people. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's Chesterfield chat. <laughs> uh, I'm so looking oh, forward. Oh, lovely pool dogs there as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kevin Watson. Hello, sir. And Tony. Hello again. Yeah, it, it really is, you know, that old, what was that advert? It's good to talk. 
Was that old BT advert? An old BT advert, yeah. But it is really good that we can talk and we can expand our consciousness and we can expand our understanding and we can, you know, we're we walking back into churches and centres with a, a shifted perspective of spiritualism. Mm. Uh, and I'm seeing this in churches and centres that uh, it's like people are on different timelines at the moment, which causes a bit of confusion. But people are coming back in with a shifted perspective. And when the menu hasn't changed, there's a little bit of um, unease or frustra not frustration, you know, but there's a little... Unsettlement. Yeah, unsettled, because, you know, the menu hasn't changed. Mm. And actually, I want something different now. Yeah, but maybe I don't know what I want. Then the wonderful thing to do is for, which we're trying to do over in Torbay, is for the churches and centres to pull together oh, and work That's together. Easy. Hallelujah. And, you know, it's a really nice feeling. Here's a little thought for everybody out there involved in churches and centres and different areas. Quickly, you could knock up a Google account create a calendar, share it amongst all the churches in your local vicinity, and then you could put in your major events, you know, if you're going to have somebody down or a big weekend or whatever, and everybody's got access to that calendar. You're not telling the other churches they can't do anything because I've booked that weekend. All we're doing is talking to the other churches and saying, hiya, we've got that on this weekend. And the other church might go, oh, okay, yeah. Or classic example, an MBS, Mind, Body, Spirit. You know, I've seen it in some areas where you've had a Mind, Body, Spirit, either two on the same day in the same area, or one one week here, one next week there. And you're just not getting that balance. And also you're... you're you're frustrating your own energies because these things don't just happen. There's a lot of organisation. There's quite often a lot of expenditure. A lot of work, yeah, a lot of work goes into. If you're getting a big name medium down, that's going to be a big outlay of money. Mm. You know. So what is the point of? We, this is not a bloody contest. No. <laughs> We're all supposed to be spiritualists. We should all be tolerant and working together for, for the love of spirit. Yeah. And work with each other. You know, if I saw that X up the road has got somebody Y coming down to do a big weekend there, I would look at my calendar and maybe adjust it because I don't want to compete. No. There is no, there is no winners. When churches and centres compete with each other, there are no winners. You just end up with fractions that get smaller and smaller. That's all close, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> anyway, everybody. Definitely, Mr. Dodd. All for one and one for all. And yes, Libby, my darling, I agree with you. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Mm -hmm. As I say, we look forward to more of these presentations in the future. Next week, we are back to a stream yard and we have a wonderful guest from overseas with us, which will be wonderful. Uh, and again, that will be a Lyceum-based evening. So looking forward to hooking up with this person again. I'm not telling you who it is. It's a surprise. Um, 
the surprise means I haven't actually asked him yet. So that does not surprise me. I know who I, I know who I'm after. Anyway, it will work. I trust. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us tonight. It's been absolute pleasure. This is great. This is this absolutely is lovely. lovely. I invented a new drink because we both wanted a drink. We both had a very long day, and because everything's been moved and hacked about, I'd, uh, <laughs> I've got excessive amounts of certain types of alcohol that somebody doesn't drink. <laughs> so <laughs> I've invented a new cocktail, and it's Jim Beam Honey Rum with ginger beer. And it's very nice. It's lovely. <laughs> Remember that one for the summer. Anyway, people, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tonight. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. And we look forward to catching up again during the week, be it online or in person at the church, wherever you are, look after yourselves. You are important. Next time you look in that mirror, you are unique. You are important. You have a voice, you have a place, and you have a job to do. Never, ever let that go. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bless you all.